Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, aka Triumvir Clio. Hello again. Welcome back. My new job is good so far. Um, I may have spent some money on books, and by May, I mean, I totally spent a bit of money on books. I uh, actually got to pick up a couple of them from the bookstore today. Very exciting. I am looking forward to reading a fairly recent translation of Terence's comedies when we've finished the last few we have from Plautus. Um, I have made a tentative schedule with episodes dropping every Monday, but I still might do myth episodes on Fridays since those tend to be pretty short and they already weren't every week to begin with. Um, I have a spreadsheet. So I can pretty easily move things around as I continue to tweak how best to set the schedule now that I don't have an extended period every single day to write and record. Um, Today we have Plautus's uh, Mostelaria, um, or Mostelaria, I I see it and I want to pronounce it in Italian, um, which is not Latin. I don't speak Latin, but I do eh, have a smattering of Italian. Don't quote me as being fluent, but I can survive when I'm in Italy. Anyway, the title of um, Mostelaria is typically translated into English as The Haunted House. Um, That's not quite literal, but, you know, it's like the ghost or ghostly or something along those lines. Um, But we we usually call it The Haunted House. I'm still working from the Henry Thomas Riley translation um, because I there just weren't enough of Plautus's place left that I felt justified buying a new translation at this point. Um, who knows, maybe some decade down the line when we've run out of other things, I'll come back and, and we'll we'll look at new tra- newer translations of, of all of these things that we just had really old stuff for. Anyway, um, Mostolaria is based on one of Philemon's Greek comedies, no surprise. Um, that one was called Phasma, or The Ghost, so we can see where that Latin title comes from. Um, and it is from you know, some some point in Plautus's career, uh, not sure when, which should not come as a surprise. We uh, we we have long since run out of uh, dated plays from Plautus. It's been a while since we've seen one. Anyway, um, the play is set in Athens, which also should be no surprise. Uh, the set uses two of the three upstage houses. One belongs to Theopropides. Um, unless you're Henry, Henry Thomas Riley, in which case his name is Theopropides. I. I don't know. I don't understand. Um, anyway, uh, Theopropides is away on business. So the house is currently occupied by his son, Philolaches, and Philolaches' girlfriend, Philomedium. Um, the other house belongs to Simo. Just Simo. We don't we don't meet anybody else in his household. Uh, Kalidamates is Philolaches' BFF, and his girlfriend is Delphium. Our clever slave is Tranio, and he technically belongs to Theopropides, but of course, as we usually see in these relationships, he's much closer to the love-struck young Philolaches. Uh, Grumio and Sphaero also belong to Theopropides. Um, Scaffa is Philomedium's maid. Um, and then we also, uh, Kalidamates also has two slaves, Veniscus and Pinacium. And the final character is just the local uh, banker or money lender. You may see the Latin name for that character, but it's just the character type that that is his name in the play. Um, I know that sounds like a lot, but there is, um, I feel like there is a bit more logic 
in the plot of this play, which I mean isn't saying a lot. We are still talking about Plautus, so um, logic is typically in short supply. Uh, but um, but I feel like there is there is a little bit more logic to what happens in this one than we sometimes see. Uh, so we will take a short break before going over the plot. Grumio and Tranio enter from Theopropides' house. Grumio accuses Tranio of corrupting their master's son, letting him carouse with his girlfriend while the master's away. I mean, he's been living like a Greek, if you can imagine. I mean, that is just appalling here in Athens. Um, so just in case you've forgotten that these plays are Holy Roman, even though they're set in Greece, we get a few digs in at oh, those Greeks there in in Greece. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Tranio is unperturbed by the accusations and exits to the forum to buy some fish for dinner. For his part, Grumio prays that the master will return soon, um, and then he exits in the opposite direction. Philolakis enters from Theopropides' house. He tells the audience how he once was an upstanding citizen, but now, oh, now he prefers to spend his time and money on parties with his friends and purchasing the freedom of his girlfriend. Um... And this is all a bit of a problem because <laughs> he's run out of money. He's had to borrow some and the loan's going to come due or at least he's going to start paying interest on it. And it's it's a problem that we frequently see in Roman comedy. Um, Philomedium and Scatha enter. They don't see Philolakis, so he naturally eavesdrops and comments on their conversation. Philomedium speaks of how she loves Philolakis and wants to please him, um, which are, of course, all things that Philolakis likes. Uh, Scatha, however, reminds Philomedium uh, that maybe she should be more circumspect in her relationships. You know, maybe she shouldn't put all of her eggs in one basket, if you will. Uh, Philolakis can't take much more, and he steps forward. He dismisses Scatha, who goes into the house, and then he and Philomedium prepare for the next party. Kalidamates and Delphium enter. Kalidamates announces his plans to continue their carousing with his friend Philolakes. The two couples enjoy some wine and revelry, and it's all well and good until Tranio runs on crying that they are undone because Theopropides' ship has returned and the man himself is on his way from the harbor right now partygoers panic, so Tranio takes charge. He tells everyone to go inside and then send the key to him outside. He'll lock the door from the outside and everyone inside is to be quiet, and whatever happens, whoever might knock, they should not answer the door. Tranio ushers everyone off inside. A boy brings in the key and Tranio locks things up before stepping away from the house to wait for Theopropides to enter, which he does, along with some attendants. Theopropides waxes on about how happy he is to be home after three years in Egypt. He is surprised, though, to see that the front door is shut and locked. He knocks and calls out. No one inside answers. Instead, Tranio steps forward, feigning horror that someone has touched the house because, as you all know, it's haunted. Tranio tells Theopropides that no one has set foot in the house for seven months. It, it turns out that some eh, 60 years ago, uh, someone was murdered and buried beneath the floorboards. It was, 
It was for money, of course, but since that man never received a proper burial, his ghost is now haunting the premises. So the house has been abandoned, and Philolakis has gone to the country house to live instead. Theopropides believes this tale and runs away. Tranio wipes his brow and then wonders what he will do next uh, to get out of this mess before he also exits. The banker enters. He's come to collect on Philolakis' debts. Trinio enters, sees the banker, and tells the audience that things have just gone from bad to worse. Theopropides enters and tells Tranio that he's just talked to the person from whom he bought this house, and that former owner knows nothing about any murder or ghost or anything like that. Tranio insists that the house is haunted and suggests that maybe the question should be taken for arbitration. The banker then approaches Tranio and asks about Philolakis and the money. Tranio tries to explain that Philolakis' father has just gotten a home and that he's good for the money. And then he explains to Theoproperties that Philolakis borrowed money from this banker to buy a new house, one, one that's not haunted. Theoproperties is impressed with his son's actions and agrees to pay the banker. The banker exits. And then Theoproperties asks where the new house is. Tranio needs to think fast and says that um, they bought, um, let's see, oh, the neighbor's house, Simo's house, that one. Theoproperties is surprised, but it's all good. Could, could he maybe get a tour? Tranio starts to make a show of entering Simo's house, but then he stops because, oh, oh, dear me, there are, there are women inside, and, and maybe they're not ready to have guests. Um, so, so, you know, what, what should he do? And, Theopropity says, we'll just go and ask permission. And But before Tranio can, he sees Simo coming. Simo enters from his house because, of course, it really is still his house. And grumbles about his wife because somebody has to. Uh, Tranio tells Simo that Theopropides is home from Egypt. And he's he's got this notion to uh, to put an addition on his house. So could Simo possibly let Theopropides have a peek inside so that he can get some, I don't know, some ideas. Simo thinks this is odd, but I'm sure, why, why not? Um, what harm in letting his neighbor get some architectural inspiration? Tranio calls to Theopropides that entry is permitted, and Simo tells him, sure, treat the house like it's your own, which is a little confusing to Theopropides because he thought it was his own because they bought it from Simo, right? Uh, except, of course, they didn't. Anyway, Simo exits to the forum because he has some business, and Tranio and Theopropides exit into Simo's house. Phineskis enters, bemoaning the life of a slave. Pinocchium then enters and reminds Phineskis that they've been sent to fetch their master, Kalidamates, from the party at Philolakes's house. They knock at the door and wait for an answer, which, of course, does not come. Tranio and Theopropides enter from Simo's house. Theopropides declares that Philolakis made an excellent purchase. He tells Tranio to go off to the country to fetch Philolakis. Tranio tells the audience that since Philolakis isn't actually in the country, he'll just go around to the back door of the house um, and he exits. Phineskis knocks on the door of Theopropides' house again. Theopropides notices this and asks, why? Because the house is haunted and abandoned. And Phineskis explains that he's... He's been sent to fetch Kalidamates from the party that's happening inside. Theopropides insists that that's not possible because he's just been told 
that the house is haunted and and it hasn't been lived in in the past seven months. And Finiscus insists that Philolachus was just there yesterday. Um, but as no one answers, Finiscus and Pinocchium finally give up on their assigned task and they exit. Theopropides starts to question everything Tranio has told him. Then Simo returns from the forum, and over the course of their conversation, Simo reveals that no, no one has bought his house. It's still his house. He he didn't receive any money from Philolachis. Theopropides realizes that Tranio has been telling all of these tales since he got home. Um, and so he asks um, Simo for some help in punishing the servant who has deceived him, and the two men exit into Simo's house. Tranio enters and explains to the audience that he went round to the back of the house and caught everybody up on what, what's been happen, happening while they've been partying. Um, and, and then Theopropides enters and confronts Tranio. And it's not going well for Tranio. It is a lengthy scene, and, um, and Theopropides has the upper hand for most of it. And, and, but then Kalidamates enters, and he intercedes, and he convinces uh, Theopropides to forgive Tranio, and, and peace is ultimately restored, and Theopropides announces that the play has ended. This one is weird. <laughs> I, I say that a lot. Probably Plautus is weird. Um, but I feel like Plautus really writes himself into a hole that he can't figure out how to get out of. Um, it starts out great. Our clever slave seems to be at his cleverest. I mean, the house is haunted. It's, it's kind of a genius way to buy some time. But it's also clear that unlike some other clever slaves that we've met, um, Tranio isn't that very... <laughs> He's not very good at the long game. Um, it, he's flying by the seat of his pants, basically. Um, it is clever to say that the house is haunted and is therefore vacant. It is clever to say that Philolachis has bought a new house, but then it all it all falls apart. Um, so I find the ending and oh, the ending is just it's just unsatisfactory because there isn't a good reason for Theoproperties to forgive Tranio. I, I mean, at least at least when we take status into account, right? Because, of course, the only reason that Tranio has done anything he has done is to protect Philolaches. Um, But it doesn't matter that it's the master who really has screwed things up. The slave is who will get the blame. Um, And, I mean, another place where we see the status difference is in the brief scene in which we meet uh, Philomedium and Scaffa. Now, the maid, Scaffa, is, of course... We call her a maid, but she's a slave. She's not a freed woman. And Philomedium herself is a former slave, which is what Scaffa is reminding her of, that, um, it, sure, you may be a freed woman, but but that is, is still a tenuous position because you are still reliant on this the patronage of this man to maintain that freedom. Um, and so maybe you shouldn't be so reliant on just one man to maintain that freedom. Um, it might, might be useful to, I don't know, branch out and have a few other sources of income, um, whether it's another human being or, you, you know, you start selling wool. There was, there was a woman in, in um, Pompeii who was like this huge wool trader. Um, that's beside the point. <laughs> but I mean, a woman could could have an independent 
income, I guess is what I'm trying to say, at least in Rome. This is, of course, set in Athens, but it, we know it's still Rome that's that's being represented here. Um, it, so so Scaff is making very valid points, um, but... But Philolakes says, of course, she deserves to be whipped for making these valid points. Um, and and I don't necessarily know that Philomedium doesn't completely agree with Scaffa's overarching principle that there is this tenuous nature. It's just that she is so in love that she can't imagine that Philolakes would ever do her wrong. Um, and... And so that's the reason that she doesn't agree with Scaff and says everything that Philolakis likes to hear. Um, not necessarily because Scaffa doesn't make valid points. Um, but even if she did agree with Scaffa, who would get the blame? I mean, Philolakis is listening. He'd hear Scaffa say, you know, you shouldn't necessarily trust him. And if Philomedium went... Well, okay, maybe then it's like, well, it's Scaffa's fault, right? If Scaffa hadn't suggested it, then Philomedium would never have thought it. Which is, is, I mean, we see some similar things like, okay, if Tranio hadn't suggested, well, we'll say the house is haunted, then Philolakes would never have thought of it. But at the same time, it's because of Philolakes um, squandering his fortune that Tranio needs to do anything to intercede in the first place. Um, so, so it, it, yeah, I mean, where, where, we, I mean, it's, it's funny. It has, it has some delightful scenes as Tranio is coming up with these stories and convincing Theopropides that he's telling the truth. It is very funny, but over, overarching, we have this dark overtone, and I don't think it completely disappears with the conclusion. Um, Kalidamates may convince Theopropides that Tranio was only doing things to help Philolakis, but the play doesn't really end in a way that leaves you totally believing that um, that Theopropides has truly changed his mind about Tranio's fault in the matter. So what do you think? Um, what do you think of Mastelaria, Mastelaria, Mastelaria. <laughs> One of those pronunciations. What do, what do you think of this play? Um, where does Tranio rank in our pantheon of clever slaves? I mean, is the ending any good? <laughs> Pop over to the blog and share your thoughts. It's at triumvirclio.school.blog. The URL and maybe a link are in the show notes. You can find me on Patreon as triumvirclio, and that link is in the show notes too. Next week, we will read book four of De Rerum Natura. Talk to you then. You can join the discussion of this and everything covered in this podcast by following the link in my show notes. And if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, please consider supporting the show with a monthly donation of your choosing, just like public radio. And please also consider giving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice so that more people can discover the fun that is Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization.